What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Saturday, September 1st, and you guys are listening to episode number 75. That's right, folks, three quarters, three quarters of the way to 100. I actually think when I do my 100th episode, I'm going to do, I think I want to do it right. I don't know if I'm going to have a guest or if I'm going to, something special. I don't know, something I want to do for the 100th, who knows. But I'll probably be fucking strapped for time, running around like a nut job somewhere, and I'd probably end up doing it by myself. Um, But this is episode 75, and um, I'm doing it on Saturday. You got to admit, I know that it's not on, I know I want to get them up on Friday nights, but I have been consistent with the Fridays to Saturday. So let's just call it that if this thing is not, if this thing doesn't get up until Sunday, something went really wrong, but I am going to try to have them up by Friday nights. Um, it's just, uh, I uh, had to come upstate, upstate New York, and I realized halfway up here, I had my son and my daughter in the car halfway up here, I didn't have the proper microphones, and I wasn't going to half-ass it, so my wife had come up here, and I made sure that she brought the proper equipment up here, that's why I am doing it now. So, um, a lot of cool shit to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about some fans that I didn't even realize I had in different countries, uh, which is amazing and uh, and something I'm thankful for. So I want to talk about that. Uh, I'm really happy the show is reaching you know parts so many different parts of the of, of the world. It's amazing. Uh, people are, are listening, so I want to get into that. Uh, house hunting. I think we. I think we're gonna sell the house quick and, and get something else. I'll tell you about how nuts I am about looking at houses and all kinds of stuff like that. We got some sports stuff. Going to definitely get into the Republican convention. Going to talk a little bit about what I'm expecting at the Democratic convention. Uh, got some plugs. Got some NFL. Um, working on a new website. Talking some 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 traveling, some comedy. All kinds of good shit in the episode. So uh, sit back, relax, slow down that uh, treadmill that you're on. And uh, pay attention, damn it. Pay attention. I, I'm getting itchy. I've had a slow week. I've had a good week of business and a slow week of being on stage, and I'm about to go into my mo- the busiest month of my career. To be honest, with you. in all the time I've been doing comedy, I don't think I'm going to be on stage as much. I don't think I've been on stage as much in one month as I'm about to be uh, this month in September, starting in a, in a, starting in a few days here. So. Looking forward to it, but kind of getting antsy because, you know, I just want to work out new stuff and uh, loving the iPhone. The iPhone Notes is changing my career. It's amazing that you don't have to get out of bed anymore, get a pen and do that shit. Writing on your wall with a pencil to remember something. Now I can just go to my notes and type it in and wake up in the morning and see if it's ridiculous or not. So so I'm, I'm looking forward to all these different um, premises that I've been writing on my um, on my iPhone, but let's get right into this show here, episode number seventy five. Uh, first of all, I want to thank my listeners, welcome them. Did not know there were so many, but to let all you guys know uh, on the Verzi effect here, uh, I have people listening to this. Um, many people actually, I found out in Canada. So uh, thank you to uh, to our neighbors to the north there. You Canadians listening to this, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I know that I'm touching a lot of Montreal and some some other parts. I don't want to screw up their names because I'm one of those people that when I think of Canada, I just think of like, you know, like Montreal, Toronto, you know, 
Vancouver, but I know that you guys in, I, I know I got listeners in that country. It's awesome. Also, people in the UK are listening, telling me, keep up the good work. It's fucking awesome. So, um, I'm hoping I got some in Italy. Even if there's like one in Italy, I'll feel good. And like one in, you know, Greece, I'll like try to touch what my heritage, <laughs> heritage is, uh, one person in each of them. But I do appreciate it and thank you. And also, um, speaking of Canada, Canadian listeners, um, I have a Canadian listener who wrote me recently about the Lance Armstrong thing. Uh, Paolo, see, I'm shouting you out, dude, so I hope you're liking that. See, you email me about something. No, I'm not going to email you back. I'm going to shout you out and say thank you. But um, after I went on my Lance Armstrong rant and what I thought about the whole Lance Armstrong thing, um, which, I, you know, in my opinion, was, which is unfortunate, I thought he was basically um, throwing the towel on something that he knew, uh, you know, maybe he couldn't beat or maybe he knew they had something on him. You know, some people think, oh, he's just tired of it. It's a witch hunt. But I, I got to be honest with you, witch hunt or not, I think in your heart, if you know you're not doing it, you'll fight to the end. That guy's got endless money. That guy cannot go broke, you know. So uh, that, that's my opinion. And um, Paolo, um, who I believe, and dude, if I'm wrong, you could email me back and say, no, you got it wrong. But I believe originally from Italy and now in in Canada. So uh, he wrote me a long thing about, you know, what he thinks of the whole thing, and, and I appreciate it. I agree with um, I agree with a lot of the things that he said, and uh, he was just basically saying that, um, you know, some people, you, you know, it's just, it's not about, certain people aren't like others who have a, like some people just can't live like that. Some people can't look themselves in the mirror if they did something wrong, and some people can. You know what I kind of think it's like? I think it's like people that cheat. You know, I think that if you cheat on your wife and you really don't care about it, you're just one of those people that like there is such a level of selfishness there. Like to not even have any consequences, like to not even think, hey, man, what if my kids found out about this one day? What if my son or daughter found out I did the wrong thing in my marriage by by their mother? Like what if I fucked that up and to not care? And I think the real man and the real dude is somebody that is just like, you know, something I'm a piece of shit. I can't even wake up without thinking about this. This is a horrible thing that I did and eats at them. And, you know, th- those are the people that just don't do it because they know they have the guilt. They really don't want to do it and they're not going to su- succumb to the temptation of it. And and you know what? It's the same thing with drugs in sports. It's the same thing. Some people don't care. I'm not going to mention any names, but I remember working with somebody one time and we were talking about the whole Carlos Mencia thing. And I just was like, man, my whole con- my whole thought you know, uh, my whole thought process about this whole stealing material is how do you look yourself in the mirror? I won't even take a tagline because if I get a laugh, it's not coming from me. How do you look yourself in the mirror and get a show and make money and do that? And I, and a comedian who I, I don't want to sit here and, and mention whatever, but was just like, I'll tell you how. You want to know how? He's making $10 million a year. That's how. He didn't give a fuck. And it's just like that mentality to me is just something that I, I don't, I can't do. I don't have that. I'm not built that way. You know? I think certain people just, you know, certain people are better than others. That's really what it comes down to. You know, that's really what it comes down to. You know, I'm a good person. Okay, I'll give you an example. I'm a good person. All right. But I'm not like the greatest of dudes. And here's how I know. Okay. I was talking to Bill Burr, and, and, and Bill Burr is a great person. He's a, he is probably one of like the most decent, kind human beings 
that I've ever met, okay? And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. He's like annoyingly good sometimes, you know? And he said something to me. He's like, man, you know, this iPhone, man, I'm finding out like who's making them in the labor and people are killing themselves working like 16, 17 hours. And he's actually like thinking about the people that are laboring over these phones and is it worth it to contribute to that? And, and, you know, maybe he was just shooting the shit with me, but my first thought process was, yeah, but they're doing a good job, man, because this phone's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, you know, if somebody took a plunge to their death to give me Siri on my phone, like, I'm thinking that's a great sacrifice they did, but I'm not handing this shit in for anything, because I love this phone. <laughs> right, so I'm a good dude, but I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not handing in my iPhone good, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's one of those things where people can cheat and not care. You know, certain people, I remember friends growing up and we play sports and, or, or even we play cards and to them, there were a couple of dudes there that like cheating just to win. Cause it's like, ah, it's really nobody. If nobody ever really found out that in everyone's mind, I won and it doesn't matter. I'm not like that. And, and that was my whole thing. But anyway, thanks for the email, uh, Paolo. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy the show. I'm, I'm glad that you uh, listen every week. I really appreciate it, especially where you are, where you traveled, and all the stuff that you're listening to my show um, every week religiously is, is amazing. So thank you for the email. I appreciate it. I agree on many levels what you said. And um, so so th- so thanks again. And guys, anybody out there, you know, if you, um, you know, hear me say something you want to talk about, agree or disagree. You know, I'm not one of these people that, like, if you disagree with me, I'm going to be like, ah, fuck you, don't, you know, you stupid, that's because you're stupid, I'm not going to do that, I'm really, that's not, I'm, I'm, I listen to everybody, I think everybody can make a point, and that's, uh, you know, the way that I think things should be, that's the way that I think people progress, I think that everybody can, can contribute something, unless you're just a complete psychopath or sociopath, narcissistic nut job who just can't break a a barrier mentally you can't you can't see that maybe you are wrong or maybe somebody else does have a point and and is making sense that's the that's what i you know that's a problem that i have so um you know it, it was cool to have a listener you know reach out like that and and write like a, a long email that that he thought of so you know if you guys have something bring it on and I, i'd love to talk about it and address it also um that'll bring me to that will bring me to the, um, you know, since I'm talking about this, I was going to talk about this later on, but I guess I'll knock it out now, okay? I want to talk a little bit about this Republican National Convention, which I really don't like to sit and waste my time watching any of these things on both sides because it is such a circle jerk. It is seriously, it's borderline embarrassing and insulting, in my opinion, for those people who are sitting in the crowds that clap at every sentence and just wait for every like sentence that the politician says. And as the sentence gets longer and gets closer to the finish, they get a little louder and then louder. And then all of a sudden, you know, the conclusion of their point is coming. And then they get the loudest and the place erupts and then they go down and then the next sentence starts slower. It's, it's the most insultingly like I was sitting home and um, I'm building a new website which I'm psyched about I'm doing it myself any comedians out there listen to me do it yourself it takes forever for other people even people that say they're going to do it I know I mentioned this before do it yourself I'm building it myself when I get new dates I'm updating the dates okay and oh no we don't got time bullshit we do have time okay you know, if Louis C.K. has time to sell tickets off of his website, you have time. All right, we're comedians. We stay up late. You could 
fucking give yourself 10 minutes a night to kind of update your own site and hit publish and that's it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm working on it. It should be up really soon and I'm psyched. Totally different change, totally different background, everything. It's going to be um, short, sweet, simple, but it's going to also nail it. And uh, it's something that I like. And that's the one thing about designing it. Some of these people think that they know what you want. Just make it yourself. So I'm doing that right now. And um, while I'm building this thing, I had the convention on just because it was on almost every channel. Everybody was tweeting about it. So I'm like, all right, let me see. You know, plus I'm a comedian. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe you get a gift. And sure enough, the Clint Eastwood thing gave it to you. But, you know, the, the night before, uh, Paul Ryan was talking. And it was just, it was just, it was a type of speech that I could have made. I said, I'm, I could have made that speech on a flight. If somebody's like, dude, you got two hours, you got it, you're going to be talking to like 2,000 people and you just have to like be the opposite and get them to cheer the opposite of what this person's doing. You can write it. It's like, well, we need this and jobs and this. And, and I understand that they do make some points because facts are facts. Numbers are numbers. Okay, so of course you're going to get a group of people who's unhappy with the current administration riled up when you talk about, you know, 23 million people out of work or whatever it is. And then, you know, and, and if stats are stats, you know, you could sit here and point fingers at who's to blame. But the bottom line is that is how many people are at work. We are in bad times. I understand that. So I'm listening. And I'm just like, these people are clapping at every sentence and clapping at every sentence. There's really no really true, like, definite substance. Nobody knows anything. And the, and the, and the, point, the proof in that is, you know, Obama at the National, I mean, at the Democratic Convention last year was saying this, saying that. And um, the, the, the one thing that, you know, I give um, our president credit for, and, and you have to, is his military force, dude. The guy, the guy just delivered on what he said he was going to do. He said, if we can get bin Laden, we're going to get him. I'll airstrike shit. I will drop bombs. And he did. And, and you never want to see that, people dying, but at least you know that you have a guy there that says he's going to do it and does it. I think otherwise, I really don't, I'm really not impressed at all. But I'm also listening to these Republicans, and I was just like, man, like, you got to, like, you can't just say something and then get people all rather, and if I'm the next president of the United States, then that's going to happen. It, it, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of wrestling, you know? Like, it reminded me back in the day if, like, Macho Man Randy, like, if Macho Man Randy Savage, God rest his soul, was fighting, like, you know, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and, like, you know, Mean Gene Oakland would be in each other's, like, you know, dressing room and they would be like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do this. And the crowd would go nuts and the other guy would say and the crowd would boo. It, it, it's the silliest. It, you know what it is? It's like a roast. It's like a roast in, in with politicians and, and nobody knows who's telling the truth. So... Um, I wrote something on Facebook, and uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people got mad because I said on Facebook that uh, I basically shit on both parties, so I made probably a lot of people mad um, because I think that the two-party system is just the reason why this country is so divided, and, and, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work when you're rooting for a team, and, and, and the same people that you live amongst and your, your, your friends and family are rooting for the other team, and you totally in your heart. I just find it silly. I find it silly. Some of the smartest people I know are both sides, and I've said this before. So anyway, you know, I'm not going to get into why I don't listen to anything, but I, I just, I just, this convention was hilarious to me. You know, Chris Christie looks like he just fucking ate. Chris Christie looks like a dude that's sitting at a deli, and he's dipping his roast beef sandwich in like a jour, and he's got like cheese hanging off of his lip. And he's like, you want to know what's wrong with this country? This fuck, like, it just seems like that, like, 
He's the funniest. I will vote for that dude on the sheer comedic. Oh my God, the amount of bits and things you can write and see. Just, I would vote for him as president just for what Saturday Night Live would do for four years, just to see who would play him, how funny it would be, what his diet was. It is the funniest thing to me. That's how bad I think the system is that I would vote for somebody based on comedy and based on what it would be because that's how silly it is. Think about how silly it is that you could put a policy into place and then four years later just have another guy come and erase it. Like, how serious of a job is it? It's a joke. It's a joke. So I basically wrote something, you know, on Facebook saying, you know, this president doesn't know what he's doing. The last president was awful. These guys are saying this and that. These guys are like, I, I just find it absolutely crazy that government could get involved and, you know, nobody at the Republican convention would ever say why they think that abortion should be 100% banned even if you're raped and shit. Like, talk about that. Like, say something real. Even if people don't like it, I want to hear what you have to say about it. And the reason why they don't is because it's fucked up. It's just all bullshit. So anyway, um... The nice thing about talking about politics the way that I do is like no, nobody could get mad at me or everybody could get mad at me because I just I just find it completely ridiculous. Now I got to get into this Clint Eastwood thing because watching Clint Eastwood talk was got so uncomfortable for me. Somebody who's a comedian and a performer, it got so uncomfortable for me at one point that I literally had to change the channel because I just felt I felt bad for everybody involved, people that didn't like what he was saying, people that did like what he was saying, him himself. It was so awkward. It reminded me of watching an old, wobbly, frail person try to go up a flight of stairs without any help, and you just don't know when it's just going to fall out from under them and they're going to break their fucking hip and be in an old age home. Like, I was just waiting for the moment. And then when he was talking to the chair and then he was saying, no, no, don't tell me to shut up. It was really, I got to be honest, it was making me think... Mitt Romney was somewhere in the back going, whose fucking idea was this? <laughs> Why the fuck? I'm about to go out there and give my speech, and this guy is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and then I found out he's 82 years old. I thought he was like in his late 70s. Not that that makes a huge difference, but I mean, shit, I hope I look that good at 82. I thought he, I, I did think he looked good, but it, 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 it was just so crazy. And now here's what's going to happen. The Democratic convention is going to come, and it's going to be, like I said, the other wrestlers' locker room where they're just going to rebut things. Well, I'll tell you what's, you know, like somebody said something funny on Facebook, like, yeah, wait till you hear what's in Obama's podcast or, or iPod. iPod, not podcast. It's fucking, uh, you know, that's going to come out. And then you're going to have a celebrity come out for Obama who's going to maybe talk to somebody that's in a chair or something. It's just going to be the opposite, same rah-rah stuff. And then the other crowds are just going to stand up and clap and say, oh, yeah, that's right. And that's right. And, you know, they're going to blame, you know, they're going to blame this for that. And it's just going to be so, and all the people that, you know, were upset and tweeted about, um, you know, the, the, uh, oh, I got a phone, obviously I got a phone call coming in here, but I'm doing a show, so they're going to have to wait. Anyway, yeah, it's just going to be the same thing, and all the people that were tweeting about how mad they were about the Republican are now going to tweet about how happy they are, and this was the convention, and then vice versa, and then opposite, and it's just, you know, and another thing I said during the, um, you know, during the, you know, in my in my um, 
just basically, I just spewed a, a little quick rant on Facebook about what I think about polo- both political parties. But, you know, another thing that I said in there was, um, you know, what about if John McCain, with his experience, was president and Obama was vice president? And they put a Republican in there with a lot of experience and then like an up and coming politician who had more, you know, liberal or, you know, left left views and they put them together and they had to find a medium for everybody and everybody had to accept that and come under the same umbrella, you know, and and kind of work that out like that would be something that I would buy into because I would feel like even though the ideas can be so different, there's a respect level that's there. There's a mutual there is the one beautiful thing, okay, about the one beautiful thing, and this is why it's such a disgrace that, that the country gets divided, is this, okay? And this is something that nobody can deny. And if you did deny this, then you just don't fucking get it or, you know, you're not fucking patriotic in my opinion. The one beautiful thing about all politicians is I do think that even though they're selfish cunts, okay, and they're all for themselves to get into office, I, I do think that... They all, we're all American and they all want to be right. Like you obviously want things to get better. I would be, it would be actually heartbreaking to find out that there was a president that actually tried to sabotage and ruin the country on purpose. Like that doesn't make sense. So knowing that gives peace or should give some sort of peace. There's a, uh, obviously some kind of, some shit going on. This is, I feel like I'm doing this fucking podcast on, on, on 42nd Street in Manhattan. But so, you know. Even though people may have complete opposite views and sides, it is for the greater good of the United States. So I would love to vote for a Democrat and a Republican together on the same ticket, and you just have to pick the one that you want. So maybe there's a Repub- there's two parties, or there's two groups. There's, there's, there's one Republican, Democrat, and there's another Republican and Democrat, and you've got to vote for the two that you think would be the best mix. That's something that automatically would make it not be 50% split down the middle anymore, I think. I think automatically that's going to tip the scales some way. Maybe I'm dreaming, you know? Of course I am, because fucking that makes sense, so that can't happen. But, you know, that's what I'd like to vote for, and I'd like to see, and it's not going to happen. And I don't know if I can bring myself to listen to these guys and go, well, you know, which is the better? I really might sit this one out, folks. (laughs) I really might sit this one out, man. Or just find some dude who they think is crazy because he thinks like me and he gets 1% of the vote or whatever. But that's how I think. So I think it's a joke. I think it's a circle jerk. I think it's a roast. I think it's a pep rally of, of nonsense with real no, with no real substance. And, and I don't think anybody knows truly what the fuck they're doing. Okay, that's where I stand on that. So that's my whole convention thing. Okay, and I know some people are out there going, No, no, one side is right. One side makes a lot more sense. Of course, some things on that side make a lot more sense. But you know something? The other side have things to say that makes a lot of sense too, and you need to open your mind and listen. You know? I have friends who are unbelievably smart on both sides, and not one is smarter than the other. They just, you know, it's just got those two people sitting down together. You got something, you know? So um, the, the Clint Eastwood thing, though, really made me uncomfortable. I was just like, come on, dude. Like, seriously, man. Like, you know? The whole, you know, the, the whole empty chair and the whole just, like, st- and like, you know what? 
it would have been better, even if people didn't agree with what he was saying, wouldn't it be better if it was fluent? If it didn't have that old person hesitation and like not fl- like flowing properly, it just, it seemed really, f- and I know that he was, wasn't going off the top, but it was really like, oh man, it was just like, somebody please escort that old man to a seat. Give him a glass of milk and just pat him on the head and tell him it's all right. Okay, let's move on here, okay? Um, I don't like talking politics on there, but I do like shitting on everybody, so that's why I did that. Okay, um, we found, I found a house, guys, that I want. I'm all about the school districts, and I found a house that's good. It may be 10 more minutes longer for me to drive into the city, but whatever. I'm already in the suburbs. I'm thinking about doing it. I just, you know, it's got the downstairs, it's got the upstairs, it's got, oh man, it's nice. Then we're even going to look at another one, which is all redone. The funny thing about buying a house is, if you redo the bathroom to look like it's like in a Vegas, in a nice Vegas hotel, like, you know, marble or stone, I'm like, oh, this is fucking, this is the house. (laughs) It could be fucking, I'm all about the bathrooms, and it's so funny how, you know, Termites are like tearing the place down underneath that you don't see, but everything else is like granite or marble or stone. You're like, this is the one. I don't care if it collapses in the middle of the night. Like this is, you see this bathroom? So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting out of the condo. No more seeing the neighbors. No more worrying about parking. No more all you want to do is get out of your house and get into your parking space and leave before anybody sees you. And people, oh my God, you're, the baby is so big now. Yeah, yeah, is she, what is she doing, is she talk? is she walking, oh my god, look at those eyes, she looks different every time, and Lucas, look at you, are you having fun with daddy today, oh yeah, oh man, is that, yeah, daddy's taking you out for some ice cream, right, that's good, that's God, and I'm just like, I am fucking, and I got this fake smile on my face, and I'm thinking to myself, if she just backs up a little bit behind my car right now, if <laughs> two more steps to the left, and I might kill her accidentally, so this doesn't happen again, and you know, I know I sound mean, and I am half joking, but there's nothing worse than when you just want to leave, or be somewhere, or you're tired, you're on no sleep, you got the kids, and somebody walks up to you in your complex, and just, you know, wants to just talk shit about anything, you know, at all. And so how's things going? Yeah, you have any more engagement? Where are you traveling to? All right. So, oh, I did something today that I wanted to talk about here on the podcast. I don't know if any of you guys have done this, but getting past the peop- the public because I don't like being around public. I don't like I don't like people like a lot of people around me that I don't know. You know, like you know, even like if there's like more than twelve family members at a gathering, I'm just like, right, this is getting crowded. Okay, let alone just tons of strangers from all over the place. But if you can get past that on a hot day, I think water parks are underrated. Okay, I do. Today I'm in upstate New York, and I went to a water park. And for me and my son, I paid for me and my son, for me and my son to get into this place um, was like, was it like $45 or whatever, which, you know, isn't, isn't bad anyway. But, you know, I mean, still, you're paying like $20 for, you know, a three-year-old baby under 42 inches. You're like, do they have stuff? Couldn't it be good? But they did have stuff. It was good. They had this insane half pipe thing. 
where you go on this tube and it's this insane half pipe. I mean, you are flying. It scared the shit out of me. It made me feel like I was at Six Flags. It was awesome. But really cool. But the best part of this, and if you have children, you owe it to yourself. Okay. The look on my son's face when he went down his first water slide alone by himself with us waiting at the end for him. And he came around the turn. The look of happiness and laughing on his face was truly worth, if, if it was $150, it, there was no price. It was just like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that, was the, that made my freaking month. He came down, he was so happy, and he's like, oh, let's go again. And it's just, it was so awesome. Uh, 90 something degrees today whatever it is and we were just you know and then I'm, I'm all I'm thinking is how many of these fucking people pissed how much strange urine is passing over my knees and calves right now but it didn't matter to me because it was just so cool to see my son have a good time and he even went on one of the big adult slides with me holding him and it, I tried to like sit up and hold him and the whole time it was fine he didn't get any water near him but it was so fast at the end that I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> You know, I'm fucking five eight. You know, uh, I'm strong, but I can't. I can't, it was just like it just flew my legs up a little bit, and I'm holding him up so it doesn't like. And I went under, and I think he went under very little, which bothered me. But physics would not prevent it. Like no matter what I did, we were both our heads had to both go under for just a split second. But it bothered me, and I tried to make it not happen. But it was awesome. And at first, like when he went under, he had that look of shock, and I was like, he's like, let's go again. Awesome time. Awesome time. Um, it's a vulnerable feeling, though, being around a water park. Because you're walking around, bathing suit, no shirt on. You know, you're holding your kid. There's a million strangers running around, people bumping into you. And that's the part that I don't like. I just, I'm just, you know, but the water was cool. Seeing him like that was awesome. And I recommend it. If you're, you know, three years old, if as long as your kid's not an idiot, you know. You you can do it at three years old and put them on the put them on the the slide and they got the stuff for the kids but it was awesome man just watching them run around it I recommend it and uh, felt good on a hot day like today it's been the weather's been amazing um, I'm not sick anymore I'm feeling better so you know things are looking good I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting ready for a big run here and you know that's hey man that's that's all you could ask for the key the key the key, here's the key. The key is sleep, folks. It's the key to everything. I'm telling you. The key to everything is sleep. Everything is better on sleep. Five hours of sleep compared to eight hours of sleep for some people is not a difference. For me, it's it's life-changing difference. You give me eight hours, I will fucking take over. You give me five, dude, I'm sluggish, man. <laughs> five is tough, man. Kids will wear you out. And, and you know... But um, I was going down to New York City last week and um, work. I'm, I'm, I finally have, I know I've been mentioning this on the podcast and stuff, but I finally have the exact five minutes that I'm going to do for TV and, um, you know, ready to have them look at the, the tape and, and I'm excited about it and I love saying it. I love doing it. Um, and, the, the, you know, they wanted five minutes on the button and I was at like 547 and didn't want to compromise. I'm like, no, no, the set's perfect. It's got to be 547. They got to get, like, they're going to fucking, like, a major network's going to change it. And I'm, and I'm like, hey, no, but I just want this joke. And they're like, listen, dude, you can't. Okay, you're not doing a special. You don't have to get it all out there. Just get what you need on. You're going to have to take something out. So we're going to leave it to them. 
get their feedback, leave it to them and see what they want to take out. But I got it. So that was pretty cool. Um, so we, we could talk, we could talk about what happened to me, uh, talk about what happened to me yesterday, which again, pissed me off. Uh, I'll get into the, the sports segment now. All right. Wow. I'm covering a lot. 30 minutes. We've talked about the conventions. We've talked about a little bit of house hunting, going to a water park. Um, what else? Building the new website. Going through this shit right here. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Yes, I know some of you are nodding. Going, yes, I am enjoying it. Some of you are going, ah, you know, it could be better. Fuck, you don't judge me. Okay, I'm on episode 75. What episode are you on? Oh, you don't have one? Fuck off. You didn't deserve it, but whatever. I'm, I'm flowing right now. I got a, I got a good... I feel like I go for like four hours right now. Just fucking just start calling guests on. I'm going to do, I don't know, maybe I'll do that for, that'd be cool if I did that for episode 100. If I was just like, I just was like, I had five comedians just surprise guests and they each did like 10 minute segments. We talked about things. You know what, maybe I'll look into doing something like that. That might be cool to just, you know, maybe I'll do it live from a comedy club. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll try to do that. We'll get a little live audience in there or just get some, you know, even just scattered out people in the crowd. We'll, we'll set the thing up on the stage. We'll bring people up. We'll talk. Maybe we'll do that. Getting into sports. Yesterday, I played golf, okay, and I was playing again. Great golf. Um, I was playing at a, on a, th- uh, a par three course, you know, pitch and putt. It's a few holes where you whack out the driver, you know, but I'm playing. And I'm parring and bogeying everything. I'm hitting threes and fours. I'm playing great. My irons are sky high, pin straight. I'm right there. Um, you know, I was putting good. I was one putting and two putting. No more than two putting. Everything is going good. And I got an 11 on the last hole again. I just, I don't know. I went in the woods and I got pissed. It landed in the fairway and just kept going right and then just kicked off of like some branch and flew in the woods and I didn't find it. So there's a drop. Then I went in the sand and the sand was so steep. It was like I was at St. Andrews or as a fucking British Open. So I went in the sand like two more times. I couldn't get out. Then I finally get out. I hit it over the green. By the time it was done, it was an 11 and it ruined everything. It was, it was, I was playing amazing golf and the one hole killed me. Why am I talking about it again? Because I already talked about this. Because I'm competitive and I don't like it, so I got to get it off my chest. Why would you get an 11 on the last hole on a par 4, a short par 4? Terrible. But there's one thing, folks, that I'm thinking about because I saw it today. I'm excited about it. I got involved in the, in the Penn State game today. Football started. I was rooting for Penn State, man. I really was. Those, those kids in the, on this team didn't deserve all that discipline. They had nothing to do with them. Some of those guys were like fucking 12 and 13 years old when this shit was going on, and, and now they can't. They're not eligible to play in a bowl, but I was, I was rooting for them. But you know what put me in a good mood? Knowing that this Wednesday, that's right, this Wednesday, my New York football giants, the G-men, the world champion New York Giants, will be beating up the Dallas Cowboys at night on a Wednesday from the comfort of your own home. You're sitting down. It's the beginning of September. It's that time. How amazing is that? You grab yourself a cold beverage. You put the kids to sleep. You just put your feet up. The house is clean. My house is clean because people are going to start looking for it. That's another thing. 
When people, when you get, when you put your house in the market and people start looking, holy shit, is my house clean? Probably going to my house through the sign of the cross, it's so clean right now. So I'm just going to grab my drink, sit up, and just watch the Giants and watch the NFL start. I am looking so forward to that. Baseball's bored me to tears. I'm not involved at all. And, um, you know, it, this is what I've been waiting for. It's been rough after the Olympics, but the NFL is back. How great of, a, how great of an organization is the NFL? Women watch it. Men watch Kids watch it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it's amazing on television, just watching everything and the stories, the way they do it. It's awesome. I got, I got top five quarterbacks in the league, legends slowly getting a Hall of Fame career, Eli Manning. It's amazing. I'm excited. I cannot wait to sit up and just watch football. And I don't know if they're doing a doubleheader. That's the best, isn't it? When they do like the opening night kickoff, like the world champs, it'll be like the Giants. And then like after that game at like 9.30, it's like the Chargers and Raiders. I don't know if they're doing that this year, but that's just pure bliss, isn't it? You're talking 7 o'clock at night to like 1 in the morning of NFL football and just halftime reports. It's, 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 it's embarrassing how, much you, how happy it gets you, isn't it? But I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I think... Jerry Jones yapping already, saying we're going to go and beat the Giants' ass. And the Packers saying, yeah, we gave the Giants that NFC uh, divisional game or whatever is the first week when we went in and we beat the 15-1 and Packers, which was amazing. I think one of them, it might even have been the long hair dudes, that Clay, Clay Matthews was like, ah, man, we, they didn't win. We gave that game. And Justin Tuck was like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for giving us that game. But I just think that shit talking and Jerry Jones talking and, you know, the last playoff game, I mean, the last preseason game, I know Eli came off a little shaky, so I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to come out there, and I think we're going to beat them up. I really do think we're going to beat them up. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to blow them out, but I think we're going to beat them up. I think we're going to be physical. I think we're going to win the game. I think the crowd's going to be charged up. I'm ready for it. The other day, I still can't. I still, I'm going to keep saying I can't believe the Giants won the Super Bowl again last year. It's it's amazing, and I know I'm not involved in any way, shape, or form, but it's just amazing to watch your team do that the hard way twice. Going to miss Mario Manningham though, just because he was a big, big third down receiver and the catch he had in the Super Bowl. I mean, the throw, the throw was just was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. But the, the catch and keeping your feet in, it was awesome. So that's what's getting me excited. You know, and the NFL is such a good organization. Here's how good it is. The NFL, you can watch the Browns play, you know, the Panthers. You can watch a Browns-Panthers game. And you're in because you either have fantasy or you're betting on it or you just love it or you want to see about the record. You want to see if, if this team is good. Like, you don't do that in other sports, you know. I mean, sometimes you do. But, I mean, unless you're like, – I can't watch the Milwaukee Brewers play the Blue Jays just because I love baseball that much. I can't do it. Like, if the Yankees aren't playing or like, – I just can't. I mean, I don't love it that much, but I feel like football makes even the, like a casual fan go, yeah, I'll watch, I'll watch Panthers-Browns. Why not? Oh, Cam Newton, that's that guy who, that's that rookie last year who played great. I'll watch that. But I, I just don't think you get that in any of the sport. That's why it's, that's why the NFL is so awesome. Um, all right, so let's get to some plugs here. We'll get to some plugs and um, what should we talk about? Well, like I said, I'm about to have the busiest month 
I've ever had. As far, and when I say that, I mean like amount of like real professional paid shows, traveling, you know, going to Vegas, doing New York City, doing Cincinnati, doing Jacksonville, Florida, all these different things. Um, you know, hosting shows at the new club, The Stand, which I am happy to announce that The Stand will be officially open for business next week. It's amazing. They deserve all the credit in the world. Congratulations to those guys. But Thursday is friends and family. And then um, Friday night, I, they, uh, they asked me again. They asked me to host both shows Friday and both shows Saturday. So I will be hosting. I will be the, the face of the opening weekend. It's going to be amazing to bring up the comedians that I'm going to be bringing up, doing, doing sets. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great time. The Stand, New York City, 20th Street, 3rd Avenue. 8 o'clock and 10.30, Friday and Saturday. If, in there, if you're in New York, come out. Um, so I will just plug up some of the new stuff that, or some of the stuff that's going to be going down in September. You can check me out. September 7th and 8th, I will be hosting. Okay, so I'm not going to go up there and just do a regular spot. I'm going to be hosting this thing. And uh, it's such a cool room. I'm looking forward to it. The Stand, New York City, 8 o'clock and 10.30, Friday and Saturday. September 10th through 16, I am at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club. And September 21st and 22nd, again, I will be at the stand in New York City. Um, probably hosting. Getting that, getting that new money, baby. Uh, and then on September 24th, I will be just doing a regular set at the stand. So this is my new home club, folks. I'm really, really excited about it. You could also probably see me. You know, I'll, I'll be doing random spots around the city. But um, please check those out. And uh, obviously, if you're in Vegas. And then uh, after that is the uh, 27th. Uh, through 29th in Jacksonville, Florida, I will be opening for my good buddy and um, phenomenal comedian that is Bill Burr. And then the week after that will be Go Bananas in Cincinnati. So it's about to get busy. It's about to get real. It's going down. I sound like a hip-hop DJ. It's go, get out of your car. Get out of your car. That's the <laughs> You know who's talking to you? Um, no, but it's going to be really fun. I got a bunch of new jokes, new premises that, you know, I was thinking about going through my iPhone, giving you guys some of the new premises that I was, that I, that I've written, you know, that I've been talking You just, you know, typing shit. Um, but then I'm like, what if I, you know, I'm, I know a lot of comedians listen to this and I don't want like some, I don't even want to plant, plant it in somebody's head, but you know. It's just the funny things you write in the middle of the night, you know, on your iPhone. And you're like, this is either going to be really good or stupid. But I think I got that that Chris Christie thing in here. I just want to see what I wrote for the Chris Christie thing. <laughs> um, where the hell is it? People. My biggest fear is my kid. Uh, if my wife. Oh, yeah, no, this, I ain't giving you guys this. I wrote something that if me and my wife ever got divorced, what my thoughts would be. One, two, and three, my first three thoughts. But I can't, I can't give it, I can't say it because someone's going to do it and then someone's going to tell me, oh, I heard so-and-so do that and then I'm going to be a dick and I'm going to hate that person forever and then it's going to be, I hold grudges, people. I'm Sicilian. What do you want from me? All right. Um, no, I wanted to say, oh, anyway, I can't find it now. I'm not going to sit here. And keep looking, but um, 
I basically just said the thing that I already said that Chris Christie is. Could you imagine seeing Chris Christie walk to the podium, just waddle to the the podium and address the nation after we like attacked somebody or got attacked? It would be unbelievable because you know he'd have that fat person excitement. You know the way fat pe- like when fat people like get ex- like they they tell you something important. They have like a they almost have like they're, they're going to get out of breath because they're because they're mental because mentally their wheels are turning. They're so fat and out of shape that even if they think fast, they start to breathe heavy. <laughs> Oh, it would be epic. Chris Christie. We had to send missiles. We had to, we had to send missiles. Just a fucking sandwich sitting up on the podium. Oh, that guy has to get elected. I'm, I'm, I'm voting, for, voting for him. I don't care. I don't care. People can get mad at me. I'm voting for him for the sheer comedy. But um, thank you for tuning in to the episode. I hope these past 45 minutes have been fun and as enjoyable for you as they've been for me. Because I, um, I got to tell you, when you do a podcast and you know that there's some listeners, you know, and, and I'll give 100% and I'll do the same podcast for eight of you or 800 or eight, 800,000 or whatever. I really, I'll always give the same effort, but there is something really cool feeling and knowing that you're not only touching people around you and, you know, the states that you travel when you do comedy or, or comedy fans of yours, but to know that you're kind of getting international. The Verzi, it's humbling, man. The Verzi effect is getting international, baby. I'm loving it. So it just makes you just want to just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Please spread the word and keep those, uh, keep those comments coming. Keep the comments coming because that, I'm trying to get this bitch rated high too. You know, I don't want it to just be like, oh, I keep hearing about it. I want people to see it and eventually we'll get there because you guys are the shit. So thank you so much again. And, um... That's going to be it. So this has been episode 75. Thank you so much. And um, I will be, I know I didn't do movies. And, you know, I guess unacceptable for the week will just be the, just the absolute circle jerk that every political convention is. It's unacceptable on both sides. Every politics is just silly. It's silly, you know. Wives are sitting there crying. It's just, you know, it's just... Of course they're gonna. It's like your wife. I, I, if you strangled somebody, okay. If you, if you jumped into somebody's window, and you, this is going back to the dog thing, but it just kind of lets you know that everything's bullshit. And people that say the dogs are animals are you know the same as you know people and. You know, just listening to like the whole convention and seeing your families there crying and the kids coming up. It's just, you know what it reminds me of? There's no real truth to it. And it reminds me of a dog who loves his owner, even if the owner's a piece of shit. If you crawled into, if you had a fucking border collie at home, and an hour before you went home, you crawled into someone's house, you strangled them to death, you stole their jewelry, you did all that, and you hopped in, and you, you you hopped out of their house and you walked into your house. Your border collie thinks you're the shit. It doesn't know that you're a piece of shit that just did that. It's all bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to end on that note. All right? Your border collie's going to be shaking like, yeah, hey, I don't care. He strangled this strangling motherfucker. This, that's my dude. All right, everybody. Birds Effect Podcast. Out of here till next week. Thanks for listening. Holla at your boy.
I'll end it like that, like a like a rapper, like a not like a uh, yeah, like a rapper or like the DJs that uh, rap, the the rap DJs. All right, so until next week, man, twelve to seven. How at your boy? Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Episode seventy six, Friday night, maybe Saturday. Don't judge me. Later.